If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. It's the time of the day when all seems okay. It gets better when I hear you play. I keep begging for more emotions, they soar as you take me on that Lexus tour. When I'm going home, it's right time on joy. Lexus, take me home. It's right time on joy. Lexus, take me home. Lexus, take me home. Hi, this is Nana Window. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill. Get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. Hi, this is Mr. Simons. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bell. This is the program that inspires you and brings you very close to your role models. Hi, this is Nadia Antano, Miss Ghana 2013. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bell every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Joy FM and be inspired. Hello, people. This is Rocky Dawuni, and you are listening to Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM with my man, Lexus Bills. This is the show that is meant to inspire you. This is the show that is meant for you to aspire to your greatest self. I'm Vera Kwakofi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexus Bill and Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. Hi, my name is James Ebo White, or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things. The books you read and the people you meet. On Personality Profile, you meet the kind of people you meet. You need to meet to make your transition to your greatness. You want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here. 
on personality profile and you get all the inspiration you need. Absolutely. You could be sitting in the Hall of Fame and the world will know your name. You know, when you hear this song, it's time to sit down, grab a drink and listen into a very enthralling conversation here on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. I'm Lexus Bill. And of course, I've taken a seat on my favorite Thursday evening program. Well, how are you doing? How's your day been? It's been a good one. Well, sit back and let's make it better with a very, very interesting conversation with an amazing guest that I have for you today. Before I tell you about him, remember this video is, I mean, the video for this conversation is live on our Facebook page. So if you're driving and you're going to be worried about, you know, tuning off, no, not at all. Just log on to uh, our Facebook page and you can join the live feed or you can share it with your friends and family on your WhatsApp or, you know, on your social media and they will definitely also tune in as well. Anyway, so this evening, I spent time with a very young, hard-working business leader 
who is transforming a very critical sector in our economy. Yeah. Uh, he's a great man. A uh, very fun-loving person. I've personally been following closely what he's been doing, the innovations that he's doing with his team and securing strategic partnerships to help the real estate industry in Ghana. Tell you what, he worked as an estate manager with St. George Property Developers in Chelsea, London, in the United Kingdom, later became a branch manager at Crossland Estates, also in London. He's got a real vast international experience when it comes to real estate. Very invaluable from the United States, uh, working as a business analyst and operations manager. And later on, after distinguishing himself in the role for four years, he was promoted to the position of customer support manager as well with Fannie Mae in the United States. But in 2017, the president of the Republic of Ghana said, look, come over and come help me. Yes, he appointed him as the managing director of the state housing company where he currently works to promote the government's housing policies and initiatives to create a better housing and real estate industry. He holds a BA in Arts, Law and Sociology from the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, an HND in Marketing from the Kumasi Technical University and an MA Public Administration from the University of Baltimore. He is the managing director and member of the board of directors of the State Housing Company Limited. Mr. Kwabena Ampofu Apia, and we affectionately call him the virus. <laughs> My brother, brother, how you doing, man? So good to see you. Good to see you. You look well. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been forever, two decades, two decades or more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, and I'm so happy. I mean, things go full circle, you know. And you get to it meet does. the brothers, and you realize that you're doing amazing stuff. And I'm so proud of the journey. You're doing very well. Thank you. Thank Every you. time I listen, she does like Lexus. So. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. And I'm happy to see you as well. I mean, doing amazing things. You know, I've been following a lot of the projects that you're commissioning here and there. I think recently I saw that you um, secured a strategic partnership with the Ghana Medical Association. That was yes. just a couple of days ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that it? was actually yesterday. It was yesterday? Yes. Yeah, I saw the videos and I was like, wow, this is an amazing move. You're doing so well. Thank you. And um, I'm just hoping that um, these are baby steps that we can build on to do bigger things. Mm, I see. How has it been generally? I mean, in your role in life? Uh, it's been okay. Um, I always believe that I can always be get better. Mm. Uh, so, um, yes, um, if we, you are at want this year, next year let's try to get you to. Yeah, and then move on with it. Um, yeah. Baby steps and try to build up on it. I believe that that is the only way that you'll be able to grow anything that you're doing. Are you content with the steps you're taking? Are you content with how far you've come personally and also f with your organization? Uh, I believe we can do more. Um, I'm, I'm satisfied. But I believe that there's, there's more room for improvement. There's so much that we can do that uh, we've not done yet. And... Um, and I believe that we still we can still push forward and do and do much better. No, I was particularly impressed with uh, uh, the Ghana Medical Association mm. that uh, provided about what, 200 homes, yes. affordable yeah. homes for young yeah. health professionals and whatnot. Give me a bit of insight into that. So, Lexus, I've, I've always believed in that. I mean, housing is a human right, and in Ghana, we have to be able to change the way that we provide housing to Ghanaians. Um, if you are born in Ghana, as it is now, basically, before you move into your own home, for most of us, for most people, you'll be paying 
two, three times. I mean, what other people in other jurisdictions would be doing? Because, for example, Lexus, if you a young graduate from Kwame Nkrumah University, mm-hmm. if he is lucky to get a job, then you have to rent. Then you would have to look for land to buy. Yeah. Then have to now build gradually. As the person is doing that, they're also renting. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're paying twice for for their house. That's true. And um, I've always believed that that is something that we should be moving away from and get into a space where a young person who wants to be able to own their own home should be able to pay once yeah. for their home. And um, so in the last uh, six years, um, some of us have been pushing for a change in that paradigm where young people are able to get affordable homes and especially with affordable mortgages. Mm. And I'm, I'm happy that now we are at a point where uh, we have that going forward, where we have the National Affordable Mortgage Program and the National Affordable Housing Program working hand in hand, whereby young people can be able to get mortgages at a, a very low interest rate for a long period of time. Mm. So they'll be able to get a home early in life and then pay over time. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of people, you know, when they are close to retirement age, their number one stress is where am I going to retire to? Mm-hmm. That is how come you see a lot of people in their 60s uh, who are looking for extensions in their contracts, etc. I mean, I've worked in countries where people two, three years before their retirement, they're actually writing that, can I retire early? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they want to go go home and enjoy what they've travel been able the to world yeah, travel the world, world yeah. when they are still young. But yeah. in our part of the world, is actually the other, the other way around yeah. when you have people trying to reduce their age, they're trying to get right for extensions. You could see frustrations in people's faces. And yeah. if you speak to them, mostly it's because of housing. Okay. And uh, that is something that, um, if for anything, um, the last six years, I'll say that being able to move away from that to actually start something mm. like that is something that pleases my, pleases my heart. It's Good. something that gives me satisfaction. That at least, if we build upon it, uh, yeah. We'll be able to have uh, a better housing industry in yeah. this country. I'm sure you've had a very long day with work. Let me not let me not switch you into work mode because I know <laughs> when you start firing work mode, yes, you I'm, keep I'm going. very passionate <laughs> about housing. So if yes, you go yes, there, yes, yes. Yes, yes. We'll, no, we will go yeah. there eventually. But let's get to know you a bit more, and okay. really, that's the focus of this conversation because um, some of us know um, how how the journey probably well maybe some part of the journey from kumasi and whatnot you know your friends and family in kumasi i mean you're you're a popular guy in kumasi i mean yeah dashantis love you uh, <laughs> a loves you so let's get to, let's get to the story get to know a bit about you your growing up and all were you born in kumasi were you yes i was born in kumasi i was okay. born in uh Kofonochi teaching hospital in bantama oh okay actually um my mom at that time, I was working um, with the Ministry of Health as, as a pharmacist. Okay. Uh, so um, we lived in Bantaman Nurses Cortes. Oh, right. Um, that was my first couple of years. Yeah. And then um, uh, we moved to Denyame, uh, just down the road. Mm-hmm. And then later on, down to Santasi. 
Right. And then uh, that's where I leave till I moved out of Now, I understand why you've quickly secured a partnership with the Ghana Medical Association. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, I, uh, that's, that did not really inform it, but I come from a medical family. Okay. Um, most people in my family are either doctors or pharmacists. Okay. Uh, we, have, we now have one nurse. Mm. Uh, so it's, I come from a very medical family. I think that's, that influence is probably from uh, my parents uh, okay. who are both in the medical field. So it is, uh, I, I think I'm the, the dark horse. I'm the <laughs> old one. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering why you are not there. Because, yeah. I mean, Dr. Ampofu, what's up? <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's a long story. I think, uh, when I was, I went, I went to Pukuari uh, yeah. school and for my O-levels, I was doing science. That's because I was, I was expected. I mean, everybody was expecting me to become either a pharmacist or a doctor. And uh, my interest at that time was more into uh, entertainment uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, event organization. Yeah. Uh, because every event that you see in Kumasi Happy Day. Don't make it sound too posh. Every party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can call it that way. So it's, it was it was just a, a, a different. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I was different. Of course, being the only boy also in the family at Oh, that you were time. the only boy? Yes. Uh, With how many girls? Two. Two, okay. So uh, my little sister, you know. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. She's 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 a doctor. My mm. big sister is. I mean, they're all in the in the in the science, following after my yeah. my parents. So, being the boy, everybody was like, okay, he's gonna be either a doctor or a pharmacist. Yeah. And I remember the first time that I told my mom that, look, I don't think medicine is really my. You told her that. Yeah, I told her that. I was like, look, whether you like it or not, that's <laughs> what you're gonna do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was quite it was kind of. Uh, that's, that was how it was then. Yeah. Uh, going to the sixth form, I, I, had, I switched. At, at that time, it, was, it got to a point in school I was actually, because my interest wasn't there. At and all? I, at, at all. At all, yes. But I mean, where, where did you pick that interest in entertainment from? I, and, um, you know, a few uh, weeks ago, I was actually discussing this back with my dad. And, I was, and he was like, where, do you, where did you get this from? And I was yeah. like, look, it's not me. I think that even in my family, I mean, if you look at um, uh, one of my uncle, uh, one of my uncles, even though he was, you know, he, he did all the signs and all that, he was still a DJ. Okay. I mean, my little sister, who's a doctor, she's the one organizing um, 
everything at the hospital now for them. So even though she's a doctor, she's still an organizer. She still yeah. likes entertainment. Right. Um, my little cousin, um, uh, William Donko, I mean, he's now he's he's, he's a feeling sharp chap. Are you still a DJ in a crowd? I mean, it's something that I think is somewhere in the blood that we've not really, really harnessed. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they were trying to suppress it. <laughs> but you brought it out. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, even before me, yeah. I mean, even uh, my uh, elderly uncles, I mean, they, they were still doing it. But I think because at that time, you know, back in the day, uh, to be respected, you have to either be a doctor or a yeah. pharmacist. Or so that was, that was what we were all being pushed to do. But uh, I think I survived. <laughs> in fact, in fact, you were a rapper. Uh, oh, come on! That, that's <laughs> yeah, I used to rap. You, you, you used to. I used to. I used to. Uh, I you used remember to some do, of the bars? Uh, I think we should give you a microphone right now, right? Uh, no, you, you know, you need to do more than that. Well, but, oh, um, really? I mean, it's, it's. I used to. I mean, uh, um, I've always thought. I mean, there were there were times that I thought. Uh, I mean thought about oh one one day maybe i'll come up with a rap album oh is it oh yeah i did you thought uh, about it is that my friends at that time were talking about the chame kwame yeah talking about all those people that was all that we used to do yeah uh they would come back you know back on campus in my room we would do mixes and stuff yeah. i mean it's that was you need to give us a freestyle honestly this one this one this one I need to maybe give us, maybe uh, let's do that at the end of the show, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the show uh, okay we'll sign out with a freestyle because i know it's still in the blood and you're it, passionate it is, about it, entertainment. It's, it's, i think it was, it was just a couple of weeks ago that i saw that you met some of the musicians in kumasi uh with uh, his excellency was it, it what, what, yes what yes yes the yeah. um the, that was the the, the uh, vice president's wife uh, oh Samira yes Bell, yeah. samira samira yeah. Bell, yeah. Uh, yeah once in a while when i when i go back home yeah I mean, I, I think that there's there's a lot that we can do to to help with that with the craft with yeah. um, with entertainment industry in Ghana as a yeah. whole, and so I still keep in touch with um, especially my my American boys. I think yes. there's a lot that we can do. Absolutely. There's a lot that, of guidance that we uh, we can pass on. There's yeah. uh, learnings that uh, we you know we learned along the way that uh, believe that we can support yeah. them coming up so that they don't have to. You know, relearn some of the experiences. No, I'm happy that people like you recognize that they need the support because I mean they are doing a lot, especially the American boys, like you're saying. Oh yes. I think earlier this year the Grammys released the the genres and there's Ghanaian drill in there, and these guys have been championing this for a little bit. Oh yes. So they need a bit more support to. They need it. They need the support. They need the exposure. They need the guidance. Right. And and I I believe that um I mean and I'm not being biased, but I believe. You know, when it comes to rap music, it's Kumasi. Oh my goodness! You're about to start a debate right now. <laughs> <laughs> a debate that I know a Chairman Kwame and Stone and the boys will be excited about. Oh yes, oh yes. Because oh, yes. there's so much talent but in there's, Kumasi. There's so much. I, I, I mean, I, I worked of course on radio in Kumasi for a long time, and of course yeah. we helped harness a lot of the young people. So I know that that how passionate they are about entertainment, about rap, about music, and the oh, yeah. talent that's in Kumasi. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. It, 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 and it's awesome, and I, and I and I believe in that. And so is, why well, was was during one of our meetings that it was a lunch meeting, and Samir Balmian was in, happened to be in Kumasi. Yeah. I said, you know what, I'm I'm with my boys. We want to pass over. I just said, oh yeah, why not? I mean, she's a big fan of Asaka. Okay. Uh, okay. So when I said I was with Jay Bad and all those, it was like, look, I'm coming. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. so she came. We had a very good conversation, and. Um, uh, we, we, are, we are carrying on. And I, and I believe that that's some of the yeah. um, exposure that um, 
people who are rap musicians in Accra might take for granted, but in Kumasi, you don't get that very yes, often. Yes, yes, that's true. Anyway, was it during that era, your worst era, that you got the name Virus? Uh, actually, it, was, it wasn't. It was That was a little bit after Owas. Okay. Uh, that um, it was chanced on by me with that. You know, it, every time that you don't like something, it, it sticks. <laughs> it sticks, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the voice will put it on you. Oh, yes. <laughs> and yeah. now it's stuck. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah it's, uh, oh. Anyway, I, I like that. So after school, you literally told your parents that, look, this science thing is not working for me. Yes. It's, and... and um, Yes, and uh, my dad, um, uh, who's listening, who's listening to us now, he he agreed. He agreed. He was like, "Look, it's not everybody that you know, go go for your passion." Yeah. Um, but were you doing well in school? Oh yes, I was. Uh, Brilliant and, student. And exactly, and that's I always say this that the fact that somebody is getting all A's, especially the person is getting all A's in everything, it doesn't mean that the person has to be a doctor. Okay. The fact that somebody's doing well in school does not mean that this is where they're, they're supposed to be. Of course, I mean, in our days, I mean, now it's a bit, their, their teaching now has changed, but you can actually take a book, chew everything, go and write an exam and pass. It doesn't yeah. mean that that is, that is your passion. Right. It just means that you can retain it. And, okay. uh, and that, that was the teaching at that time. And uh, so, yes, um, I believe, and I always, I mean, my little sister, I always tell her that you could have been a, the best fashion designer because if she's cutting pieces, you could see, like, such precision right. that she does it with. I mean, um, when we lived in London, she used to cut my hair. Oh. And I didn't, used to, I didn't go to the barber. She would, I mean, and she had no training. One day, she just like, look, why are you spending money? I can do this. So like, have you done it before? He says, no, but I can do <laughs> but it. But I can do it. And she gave me such a great haircut. <laughs> and then saved she, me some pounds, man. She, it saved me a lot of, a lot of money. So, <laughs> and, and I say that, and she was like, well, maybe that's also because I, I was had to be a surgeon. Because you use the same skill as in uh-huh. being a seamstress, in, in, as being a yeah. surgeon. So, yes, there could be a lot of seamstresses and tailors who could be very good surgeons, but maybe because they didn't get opportunity. Yeah. The same way that there could be a lot of surgeons that they could have been good designers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so, absolutely. So, that, yeah. is, that, is, that is how it is. So, after school, what did you decide to do then? So, um, after school, um, uh, after KNUST, I moved to London. Okay. I moved to London. I was Before you moved to London, you worked in Multimedia Group Limited. Oh, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, yes. and and I, I I really didn't even know this part of it, okay. you know. But yes. at some so, point, you had a stint with Love FM. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, Love FM in Kumasi. Um, at that time, I was doing a lot of events. Um, uh, we had a number of event houses uh, uh, called Media A Plus, Jade Promotions, etc. Right. That were doing that time. Know, rap competitions, uh, rap shows. Okay. Um, every, I mean, for example, every time I meet TikTok, I tease them. That look, Tik, I was the first person to put you on in Kumasi, so give me that respect. Yeah. You are not raffle. But that that was back then. So um, in the middle of it, uh, I think Love FM started, and then um, that time was um, Marcus Bafaboni, right, uh, who gave me a call uh, one day and was like, "Oh, I'm I'm with um, Love FM now, and we need somebody to help with the events and promotions. Can you help?" Can it come down? And so I went there. I met with uh, Teresa, who's now with uh, Chatterhouse. Uh, Chatterhouse. Teresa Ayoade. Teresa Ayoade, Adam yeah. Lumo, and all those. And then uh, we 
ended up um, I ended up with Love FM for a while. Wow. So I mean, coming to Joy FM is actually a homecoming. For yes, me. it's a homecoming. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. that's a it's a very interesting story. Yeah. How was that period? Oh, it was. Um, I think that um, that time probably um, I learned a lot uh, working with um, Love FM at that time. Uh, probably more more so than anywhere else. Mm. Um, I had, there was it was a fantastic team mm. back then, and I mean, I made great friends. I mean, Adam is still a buddy. I, I yeah. mean, we still still call him. And uh, I had not seen or met Teresa in a while till a few months ago when we bumped into each other. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it was a good um, it was a good learning experience. Great. Um, and afterwards, you actually moved to London. Yes, I did. Um, I did. So uh, I, in London, um, I started working in a real estate, and that's when I actually ended up being a real estate by accident. Mm. By accident, I was uh, that time. There was this um, shop on Bond Street called the HMV mm. that sold uh, CDs. And it was that was my passion. Yeah. So yeah. looking for a job in London, that was the first place. That, I went. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was actually the biggest. Um, music shop on Bond Street, close to Oxford Street in London. Okay. And so that was where I was, I was working. And I met a, a gentleman there who happened to own a real estate company. And, and he, he, I mean, he gave me his number out of the blue at that okay. time. Because he, he had, he needed some support and I, that I, I did help him there. So, and then he called me for a few weeks after. He's like, look, he never called. Yeah. And I oh, said, he called you? And I said, oh, yes, but... um. He said, I should call you when I need you. I don't really think that. He was like, look, look, I have this business, real estate business that I want you. I'm like, I've never done real estate before. You're like, look, the way that you spoke to me, the way that you supported, I think you would you do well anywhere. Wow. So that's how I've come. And, and, and as a matter of fact, I mean, when I went to his office for the first time, I was in shock. I was like, look, wow. I had no idea this was where I was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I was coming. It was like huge or no, I mean, it, sophisticated. It, it, very, was it? very sophisticated. I mean, you know, and that's that's one thing that I, I also learned um, uh, living abroad that, you know, rich and successful people don't usually come up in suits. Yeah. There's, there's somebody who um, was a... Multi- and just for the record, I'm the one in suit. He's not. I'm, I'm no, just saying. No. There's, there's, a, there's a multi-millionaire who came to the shop in... You know, tracks and some t-shirts all worn out and yeah. coming to buy that time. I, th- I think it was um, uh, he, he was trying to buy. A, there's a white boy trying to buy a rap album. So he, I was like, okay, so which one? Should, which one should I? Because I think he was trying to impress a girl at that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and and I was, and I, I did not think that he was. But then again, you don't judge by book by the cover. Yeah, that was that was, that was a, a lesson then. Yeah. Wow. So from from there, I moved to you know, St George's. Uh, St George's, uh, they were property developers. They were developing along the Thames River in central London. But hold on there. So that first real estate experience, you 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 hadn't worked in real estate before. No. And what role did they give you? So I started working there. They said um, as a customer support person. Okay, the money was good, so I do it. Okay. Then it was like, okay, so can you help us do lettings? And in the UK, the lettings is actually selling homes. 
And so I said, yeah, fine, I'll do that. Mm. So, um, and I had no clue at that time in terms of even mortgages, how to sell yeah. homes. I, had, I mean, I had zero clue. I mean, I know that in Ghana, if you want to buy a home, you just, you, you build it. Yeah. <laughs> you buy land, <laughs> you build it. So that was, that was a new look experience for, for me. And then you, you look for amazing <laughs> and, and then you, 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 go, you go along the way. So it, w- it was a different environment that yeah. I had to actually learn everything from, from the scratch. But that also experience also taught me that it's not everybody who lives in the UK who's rich mm. or who's okay. Because then um, uh, my friend Henry Champon that I used to work with, he uh, he used to he loved this group of people that are called DSS. DSS was mean meant people who the government actually had to pay for their housing. Okay. So these are people who basically if the government don't pay for their homes, they will be homeless. Mm-hmm. So having that experience and seeing people who like oh wow these are people who have the British visas who have the British book that we call the Red Book at that time yeah who basically could not who are helpless so uh, that that was also another you know light bulb moment that because that time when when you were in Ghana when you were in Kumasi you you think that once you you get to you get abroad everybody is okay yeah but then you have you know that there is that know millions of people in the uk who are not okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who are not okay and it's it's it's, it's humbling and um uh, and it's it's not even the, it's not different uh when you move across the pond today. waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. To the U.S. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I remember my uh, first walk in Washington, D.C., and I saw people, like, begging on the street. And I was like, how's he in the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My colleague was like, look, there are probably more homeless people in Washington, D.C. than in the whole of Ghana. Yeah. And uh, so it, is, uh, it was also another, you know, libel moment that was like, okay, so where the environment that you are in, you, you have to take advantage of it and make good use of it otherwise you, you could be anywhere but you, yeah. you could still be you know, you could still not be okay interesting well if you're just joining in this is personality profile here on joy 99.7 fm and this evening i'm spending time with the managing director of the state housing company limited mr kwabina ampofwapia we call him virus and he's got a very interesting life story now uh you moved to the uk a bit 
spent a bit of time in the U.S., uh, studied in the U.S. as well, right? Yes. I think you did public administration yes. at yes. the time. Yes. Uh, and, and now you've, from the science, you went into real estate and you are now in public administration. What informed that choice, of course? So it, it actually, I decided to do public administration, um, I think it was somewhere in 2009, 2010, when... Um, um, my mom's, one of my mom's uh, very good friends, um, she's Dr. Dosia Saka. I was actually going to do, uh, I was going to do an MBA. And then she was like, look, you seem to be very interested in politics. Mm. You seem to always have an opinion about everything that's going mm -hmm. on. Why don't you do public administration mm -hmm. rather than um, an MBA? And... Because at that time, I, I did not even know there was a course called public administration. Mm. So I started researching it. And, and said, okay, and I found it very interesting. Mm. I found it. Uh, so I decided to, okay, let me see. But at what point did the love for politics come in? I think politics has always been, I've always had uh, the love for politics. I mean, I've had student politics back in my day at... Uh, KNUSD and even at K-Poly. And so it was something that I've always been interested in. Yeah. Uh, but um, I've always been the, the advocate person. Okay. I've, ne I've had never been the person who is the, uh, want to be in leadership in politics. Mm. Um, back in, uh, <coughs> when I was in the university, I mean, all, almost all my friends always like, you don't, you would never ever contest for anything, but you're always in everything. And I'm like, well, I'm here to make sure you do the right thing. Yeah. And uh, they, so I was, I'm more, I'm interested in the politics, but I've, I had, I was never ever interested in okay. being in the uh, political leadership per se. And uh, it's, it's something that I, I still struggle with. It's not something that I'm. So at the point that you decided to pursue public administration, you were certain that, look, I'm getting into politics full time. Not, not really, not really. I, it was it was more about curiosity than anything else. I wanted to understand um, how politicians think. Okay, uh, that was what drove me into. It. I wanted to understand why certain things happen. I've, I had um, had uh, close encounters at that time with a lot of people, especially who were in leadership in Ghana in two thousand and nine, there about two thousand and ten, and it's. I was like, okay, so I, I wanted to understand mm. how the politics work. Okay. And, and that's, that's why it was more about curiosity and trying to get to know yeah. the bureaucracy, how the bureaucracy works, how things move within the, in the back end. And now you're knee deep in it <laughs> because in 2017, the president appointed you as uh, the MD for state housing. Yes, uh, and that's... Were that, you in Ghana at the time? No, I was not. I was, that time I was working uh, with uh, Fannie Mae. Uh, Fannie Mae is... Uh, the full name is uh, the Federal National Mortgage Association. It's, uh, uh, this is the biggest real estate in the, in the world. It's a Fortune 500 company. Um, Fannie Mae has about 70% uh, of the real estate market in the United States. So I was working in the head office in Washington, D.C. And so when the president won... Um, that was when uh, I was asked to come down uh, to to Ghana. But you had a very good job at Funny May. Oh, it it it's oh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, whatever, I think that's probably the most um, difficult decision that I had to take in my life. Uh, moving from UK to US wasn't that that much of a yeah. 
and um, and that time, look, I was, I was a young young boy or a young man. Um, Fannie Mae is probably the most sought after job in the United States, mm -hmm. and then you have it. You've been able to rise through the ranks. You get to a position, and then there's this opportunity to come to Ghana, and so and then you know that look, you 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 have a big mouth, you have an opinion and everything. You are the one who is criticizing everything. I actually helped draft the infrastructure part of the MPP manifesto in 2016. So now yeah, it's okay. Come and you know execute the show ideas. <laughs> Come and show working. <laughs> show, show working. <laughs> show working. So at that time, you know, you have a young family, and then you have been asked that look. It was uh, you, 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 you were married at the time. Yes, yes, and uh, and my, they were with you there. Yes, my my daughter at that time was uh, two years old. Wow. So it was like okay, so, and then leaving everything. I I remember the first time that I went to work, and I I told my colleagues that this I have to go to Ghana to do this. The first reaction was like, you must be out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and as as well as the fact that at a point I thought I was out of my mind. But then, I've always liked challenges, mm. and uh, it's, it was it was it was a challenge that I was. So, what was the deal breaker for you? In terms of moving, yes. again. Uh, I don't think there was a deal breaker per se. My point was okay. So now, you've you've done you've done real estate in the UK. You've done it in the US. I joined Fannie Mae at a point where Fannie Mae was uh, under conservatorship. Basically, it, it was going bankrupt. Uh, the government had to bail them out. Um, I, I joined a team that the tax was bring the company back to profitability. That time, I mean, if you Google Fannie Mae in 2007, 2008, and it's all bad news. So, and I remember my first uh, day at Fannie Mae, I just got in. I was given a huge file, a laptop, and I was told that you have 2,000 calls to return. <laughs> I was like, 2,000 calls from who? It was like, well, 2,000 calls from people in distress, people who are losing their homes, people are, I'm like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so, I, I, that that was my, my fire at, yeah. at Fannie Mae. That was the first day. First day, I just checked my laptop and I saw, I, remember, I will never forget, 2,895 mm. missed calls. Wow. And I was like, look, you need to talk to all these people. And give them options. Find out how you'll be able to save, save their homes. Give them the different mortgage options. Do a loan workout for them. And mind you, I was British at that time. <laughs> so coming to an American system, now you have to learn everything again. Yeah. So it, it was challenging. And the first. So I'm, I'm wondering what then made you decide that, okay, I'm going to leave this and come back to Ghana. Uh, coming to Ghana, my my whole thought was okay. So we don't have a, a real estate industry as I knew then in Ghana, and this was an opportunity for me to start something. Okay. This was an opportunity for me to also help support it. And I got to Ghana. I think my first day at State House, and when I walked into the office, I actually came down with one of my colleagues from Fannie Mae uh, because he said I wanted to see where I, where, I'm gonna, where I was going to work. When we walked into State House and we, we went to the MD's office, 
when we got out, he's like, Ferris, you really think this is what you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, let me now think about it. Yeah. So um, I, I was in Ghana for a few days just to see how it is. You had not resigned then? I had not resigned then. And okay. uh, so when we were going back on the flight, he was sitting next to me and kept on saying that, look, dude, don't do this. Wow. <laughs> don't do this. And I was like, if I don't do it, I'll be checking it out. And yeah. that was not how I was raised. Were you going to earn more in Ghana than in the U.S.? Oh, by far, no. You can't no. even compare. You can't even compare. Wow. No. You can't. You can't. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a very unfair comparison. <laughs> <laughs> very unfair comparison. But I, I like the challenge. And, uh, yes, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a, an easy conversation. Having that conversation with my family, having, you know, then now moving back to Ghana. Yeah. To basically start life all over again, and it, it was also it, it, it was a humbling experience. What was the biggest challenge at uh, state housing when you took over? Lack of systems. I was used to, you know, working in an environment that the systems work. Uh, when I got to state housing, I was like, okay, so we don't even have work emails, we don't have working internet. I was told that oh. You don't even have. There was no technology, hmm. so that was that was that was a huge thing. I mean, we didn't even have a website, so that was a, so that was a, that was a challenge in terms of the systems that were that were not in place. Okay, um, I wasn't used to reading like physical files. I was used to <laughs> reading electronic files. Right. So having to go to the office and seeing the hundred files that you have to <laughs> review. <laughs> Uh, that that was that was challenges for me right. in terms of uh, uh, being spoiled, mm-hmm. um, working working abroad, and just with a click of a mouse, you'd be able to get every information that you want. But yeah. now you have to actually physically have to send somebody to the records room, having to move files and bringing it to you. Mm. That was a challenge for me. Was it profitable at the time? Was the company uh, a going concern? Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it to be profitable. I mean, I was told that. I was going to head an organization that needed that needed help. Uh, that was something that I mean, I, I knew. I mean, I, what I wasn't um, sure about was the extent. Okay. I knew that there was a company that needed some help, but I didn't know the extent. And um, when I got in, the first few months, going through the books, listening to all the horror stories. <laughs> it's it's that was when it really the reality actually hit that. Look. And a part of you was saying maybe your friend was right. <laughs> oh, uh, I I always say he's oh he's right and he's wrong. Yeah, yeah but uh, it was I've I've not I've not regretted coming. So what kind of leadership style did you have to employ to be able to make it work? So I've I always I've always believed that um, if you're a leader, you are you are there as a figurehead. You are not, I mean, you are there because you happen to be there by grace. Mm. I always believe that if you're a leader, you have to, you know, bring people along. So my style has always been, okay, so what is it? How do we get things better? Mm. Um, when I moved to State Thousand, again, I was, I was very new in the Ghana real estate industry. I didn't know anything. Mm. So now I have to learn. And you've learned from people who have been th- who have been there, who knows who know what they are doing, and also trusting in, in professionals, professional advice. I always believe in that. That um, I'm, I'm not an architect. Right. I'm not. I'm not a lawyer. 
So if I need legal advice, I need to speak to a lawyer. I need to speak to an architect. I need to speak to the expert. And then, based on the advice that they give you, that is when you add, I make the, I make a decision on it. Mm-hmm. So I believed in an sort of an inclusive uh, form of leadership where you you listen to people. I think that that is one strength that if you're a leader, you should have. Mm. Um, one of the missions probably you were entrusted with was to make sure that you provide affordable housing. You help build affordable homes, basically, so that you know, the ordinary Ghanaian can afford uh, a home, like you said in your... Mm-hmm. In, do you think you have been able to, you know, achieve that mandate? No. No. Uh, we've, we've done, we've had some successes, but I don't think we are, we are there yet. Um, and to get to the point that I believe that we would be there, uh, there's a number of things that have to happen. And I started with um, having a credible mortgage, for example. And then we'll be able to make homes affordable because like this, if you are to buy, oh, I know you, I mean, you are rich, but calm down, brother. if <laughs> you are buying a, a home for say a million cities mm. and then you are to pay it within three months or even a year, that is not affordable. Yeah. But if you are have a, a home of even 1.5 million and you are to pay it over 30 years, suddenly becomes affordable. So I've, I've always believed that um, homes, uh, I don't believe in compromising quality. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Our definition of affordable housing, especially in Sub-Saharan Africa, is low-grade, ugly homes. I don't believe in that. I believe that people should be able to live in a home where they want to retire in, not living in a home that they will think that you should get rich and buy another home. The way that I believe that we should make homes affordable is actually having a credible mortgage scene, uh, scheme that people will be able to have a longer time to pay. Mm. Now with the National Affordable Mortgage Scheme, we ha- it's uh, up to about 25 years to pay. We are we are making we are you know making baby steps there. And I say we've not achieved that because still the interest rate is around 12 to 15 percent. Mm. So the interest rate is still high. So it still affects that for affordability. So as it stands now you'd say that your homes are not affordable. The homes are affordable. The, the uh, financing of homes is what is not affordable. Mm. I mean, we are building homes that are, you know, if you look at the, the pricing that state housing have compared to the market, I mean, it's 
about something about fifty percent in and other areas. I mean, in in Adenta, for example, homes that we are selling in Adenta. If you look at the market in that area, we our pricing is about sixty percent less than the market. You would say it's affordable. I mean, yes, you, the price is good, but for homes to be affordable, I don't just look at price. Okay. I look at how is the person able to to buy it, and the way to do that, apart from the incomes going high, mm. we also have to have credible mortgages, because that is that is what affordable housing is all about. It is not uh, building a, a home that is ten thousand cities. That is affordable housing. If you focus on you know, just reducing prices, you would also be reducing quality. Mm. So and and that that does not make an, an affordable housing program. For an affordable housing program, it has to have comp uh, uh, the two components: one at the supply side, building you know at a, a relatively yeah. okay price, and also the demand side, people being able to have access to mortgages. To me, that is key to affordable housing. Otherwise, uh, we we could be running around in circles mm. because Lexus, look. It's not everybody who can even buy a hundred thousand or fifty thousand a city home in Ghana. Mm -hmm. But I, I believe that if you give the person the avenue to be able to source the funding for it, even if the home is five hundred thousand, they'll be able to afford it. At right. that point, we would say we are doing affordable housing. Otherwise, we'll just be running around in circles. Anyway, uh, I I need to commend you. You've done a good job. Um, uh, I think earlier this year as well, there was a short cutting for the 800 unit pro project, right? Yeah. That's in... Uh, in Pukwase. In Pukwase as well. Because that, that's also another project that I was very passionate about. Is I've always believed that the government have no business <laughs> constructing homes. I, I, I believe in that, uh, that uh, the government should make the environment conducive for uh, homes to be built by the private sector. Mm. Well, you could say I'm biased because I come from a very private sector-driven uh, economy, but that is how it's supposed to be. So, uh, like the and and that is where we are now. And that's why I said that we have we have some successes. And Basti, to me, is still baby steps. Where the government is not building, what the government is doing is providing the land and the infrastructure, and then say the private sector should go out go out and build it. And I think that is the way to go. I've never believed in the government, you know, borrowing money, giving it to individuals to go and build affordable housing. It, to me, it's, it's, a, it's something that is so-called uh, mm -hmm. colonial and it's something that I'm, I'm glad is behind us now. It's not something that we should be doing okay. as a country. What's the biggest lesson life has taught you, Virus? I, I think it's actually humility. I believe that uh, if you are humble, you can get a lot of things. If you are helpful, you can get most things. Um, I've, throughout the, my story that I, I told you, you would realize that I've never had to apply for any job in my life. Everywhere I've been, I've been through somebody giving me a call mm. or, or meeting and out of the blue, somebody helping out. I've never had to sit in front of say the, I'm, I'm the one who can do this xyz i mean um i worked with marcus bafboni uh, on an event in kumasi he was in love fm he was like look i like the way that you work come let's work here mm. when i was in london the same way 
every job that I've had is always through a referral. Mm. And I believe that if you are helpful, it, it takes you far. Mm. If you are humble, it even takes you further. Wow. And um, I've also b- believe that you should always be in competition with yourself. That's something that my, my grandfather actually you know, drummed it in my head when I was growing up. It was like, look, the only person who can beat you is you. Nice, nice. If at the end of the year you are doing an assessment and you think that you know you were better last year than this year, you are you failed. Then you have failed. That's that's a very profound thing. Yes, you I'm should. Glad you shared. Yeah, you yeah. should always look to be a better version of yourself. And the way that you do that is to work on yourself. There you go, man. I mean, you're you're a gem, honestly. And I'm I'm happy we got to talk today personality profile uh you've had you have an amazing story and i'm and i'm glad thank you so much uh I'm glad. md of state housing company limited kwabana ampofu apia aka virus you have 30 seconds to give us some bars as we wrap up <laughs> <laughs> so let's go you have the microphone and then I can hand over to MFA Power to give us the news. <laughs> MFA. See, MFA. MFA is waiting for you. I just did. Hey, you did MFA freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Stay tuned in to Joy 99.7 FM. I'm Lexus Bill. This personality profile, and I've been spending time with the MD of State Housing Company Limited, Mr. Kobanampo Fapia, aka Virus. It's 8 o'clock, and MFR has the latest in news. And tonight, a fire at the OA travel terminal at Aveno raised U-turn bags, leaving many passengers stranded. Fire personnel had difficulty gaining access to the terminal after unidentified individuals incensed by the delay in the fire services response resorted to pelting stones at the fire tenders. My colleague Faustina Safa was at the scene. Here's